1: Dirt. That's not me barking. Okay. That's, that's just the checking. staff dog. I don't know if our audience can hear, but we have a great dog in the building,
2: and uh, he's not happy about something. No, Murf well, Murphy, Murphy used to be my friend. Now, every time I see him, he just goes insane barking at me. I don't know what happened. I think he started As listening. As my wife says, Murphy's a good judge of character. <laughs> that way he barks at Ben Reikley, too. Oh, does he? Okay, well, he obviously doesn't like conservatives. Sure. But when when she was trying to calm him, Laura next door said, now, Joe's a Republican we like. I thought, okay, well, that's <laughs> odd dog's 87- obviously been trained not to like Republicans. It's funny she didn't say that about Ben. That's an odd one. Hey, we got a great
1: guest on Friday, incidentally. Uh, we are going to be talking to Harry Mathias, the former superintendent at Central Columbia School District, on Friday at 8.30. Uh, he's the guru of the student slash career-centered high school that was built up at Central Columbia. Uh, How getting, do we
2: go from that to dogs? Dogs it, to that.
1: Uh, uh, oh, Ben. ben <laughs> oh, okay. The dog barks at Ben, and Ben's going to be here Friday.
2: Okay. So, Boy, you yeah. certainly have an unusual stream of consciousness. Well, look at you. You're the one. I don't jump like that. I come in here, you start talking about the air conditioning, how
1: that relates to condensation and condensation on the, s- about
2: condensation the and side the of
1: your can of soda and how the soda <laughs> relates to caffeine and how you're enjoying your little wound up today.
2: And then, I am. See? I, th- I think you've got a problem over there, brother. <laughs> I'm never wound up. No, you, you look right. like a Eight-day clock wound for 10 days. Why are you wound up? What's the reason? I ate a very sweet cinnamon bun uh, for breakfast this morning. Normally, su- I don't eat anything that sugar-loaded. Sugar high? Sugar high. Hey, but we do have some interesting things today. You know, I, I we talked yesterday. We were talking about the Capitol riot, and I know you've got to start the program. But I found a great article this morning from Howie Kurtz. Now, I know Howie Kurtz is a Fox News correspondent. But if you ever, if you His p- famous show on Sunday morning, yeah, media buzz. If yeah, I think that ought to be required viewing. You know, for people who say that Fox is not fair, Howie Kurtz goes right down the center. He always has panelists who are interesting. But he he really had a, a great column on the Capitol riots, which I'd like to share with you.
1: All right. Well, the report we read yesterday. Well, let me open the show. It says on the mark right here. It says on oh, the I mark. Forgot
2: you're strikingly handsome. Thank you. I got that done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that takes care of June. <laughs> right. On the mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM at the beginning of the message. Yesterday, the report from the Senate said there was a breakdown within multiple intelligence agencies and a lack of training and preparation. They need to give the Capitol Police Chief more authority, have better planning, better equipment, streamline intelligence gathering among federal. Agencies. It does not point fingers at any of the leaders, in particular, for example, Nancy Pelosi or President Trump. It uh, let's see. It says the guard was delayed for hours. It details literally hours of calls between officials to try to get the National right. Guard involved. It uh, of course it has great detail about the Capitol Police being overwhelmed and brutally beaten by the rioters, and uh, so those uh, those are the. Uh, but uh, the big thing, probably the most. Aggressive Egregious would be multiple failures of good intelligence that was virtually ignored.
2: Okay, so that's yes. that's a CBS version right there. Well, what Howie Kurtz points out, and it's a it's tad long, but it's worth hearing. It says, the Capitol riots never should have happened. The warning signs were there. In fact, they were incredibly public. The feds knew, the Capitol police knew, and yet, thanks to sheer incompetence, the officers were not prepared for the violent onslaught that led to five deaths. These are the findings of two Senate committees blocked by members of both parties in a rare act of bipartisan. I'm sorry, backed by members of both parties in a rare act of bipartisanship. Our media and political ecosystem has been so focused on whether Donald Trump was responsible or Republican lawmakers and whether Congress should create its own commission that we've lost sight of the massive failures leading up to January 6th. What makes me angry is that the failures and miscommunications outlined in the report have been going on for decades and never seem to get fixed. Remember bin Laden determined to strike U.S.? That was the title of the president's daily briefing given to George W. Bush just over a month before 9-11. The federal government didn't exactly swing into action before that tragic day. Again and again, before terror attacks and mass shootings and deadly riots, some law enforcement or police and intelligence agency has specific information that fails to get to the right people. Then comes the finger-pointing, the hearings and commissions, and the inevitable 17-point recommendations. There will be more information sharing, we are told, more interagency cooperation to prevent this from happening again until it does. Well, and he goes on to remind
1: us that this is precisely what the, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security was supposed to prevent was happening, was this disconnect. These individual agencies are all in their own silo and didn't communicate. So they came up with the methods to communicate and uh, panel discussions, literally uh, panel discussions that were done via Zoom long before it was hip uh, to communicate between the CIA and the FBI and the Capitol Police and everybody else that's involved in either gathering intelligence or utilizing it properly, but in this particular case, they downplayed it. And I think this leaves us with a question, uh, was there someone at fault for making uh, these, age, or for allowing these agencies, you know, did someone say, look, we're supposed to have a war on Tuesday, uh, make sure that Capitol Police don't get the assistance they want, or make sure that the Guard is mired in a labyrinth of telephone calls and well, summons, or something like that. It was Did somebody or some entity specifically tell them
2: to slow down the response? Well, Howie Kurtz goes on to say, and again Howie Kurtz is with Fox News, the Washington Post lead is tougher on the agency charged with protecting Congress. The U.S. Capitol Police had specific intelligence that supporters of President Donald Trump planned to mount an armed invasion of the Capitol at least two weeks before the January 6th riot, but a series of omissions and miscommunications kept that information from reaching frontline officers targeted by the violence. Emissions? You had one job. It's really flabbergasting. One officer, as Amy Klobuchar noted, was heard on the police radio asking, Does anybody have a plan? And the answer was no. Hmm. So I mean, I, you know, for those of you who think that Fox isn't fair, there's a classic example. Uh, I just have a, I think Howie Kurtz's program, Media Buzz, is one of the best programs on TV, to be honest with you. Well, Fox Sunday is mornings just, at eleven.
1: Fox just happens to be the vehicle. He really takes on all comers. Right. <laughs> I think Fox clips are probably. <laughs> Some of the most egregious examples of oh Well, he of, comes down on bias. Fox.
2: He comes down on Fox, too. When right. That's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I tried to say, but you interrupted. All 800 oh, Excuse five- me. Six. <laughs> five- <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> We have nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. Of course, we have the breakdown in communications, and I think that's you know we we talked about what Donald Trump may or may not done. Or, you know, did he contribute or not? We talked about what Nancy Pelosi is supposed to do as head of the Capitol Police and the Capitol Security or the Sergeant at Arms or whoever. And I think that's an important part of the conversation. But those are individuals. When you talk about the FBI having uh, information that a war was going to be happening inside the Capitol to disrupt Mike Pence's job on Tuesday, and they knew about it two weeks ahead of time and did nothing, that's a systematic sure. failure. That's, that, a, that's what really needs investigated.
2: Forget the political stuff. They want to investigate the politics of it. What they really should investigate is why these intelligence agencies, lavishly funded by the American people, fail to communicate with one another and don't pass on information in a timely fashion. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Text us at 70236.
1: Include the keyword OTM. Uh, we have one old email related to the Clintons that were we're holding on to, and we're going to read. I want our author to know that it's not being ignored. And hey, we got our first caller of the day. Tom's on the line from Sunbury, PA. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in.
3: Yeah, I wanted to get something straightened out here. I looked, I looked this up yesterday, how, how this thing works. Now, and the, the people on the right, for some reason, they want to blame Nancy Pelosi. This is Nancy Pelosi's fault. Well, guess what? The mm-hmm. uh, Senate has a sergeant of arms, too. Right. So, and they both have assistant uh, sergeant at arms. So, if you want to blame Nancy Pelosi, then you're going to have to blame Mitch McConnell.
2: Okay. Why? He's not the head of the Senate. It's Chuck Schumer.
3: Uh, well, but it was Mitch McConnell when this happened.
2: Okay, so they're both to blame? So Chuck Chuck I won't argue wasn't that. In yet. Huh?
3: I don't think Chuck Schumer was in yet, was he?
2: Uh, January sixth. No, he wasn't. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Mitch
3: McConnell. So he's much. If you want to, if you want to go by that, if you want to go by that, then Mitch McConnell is just as guilty as Nancy. Okay.
2: So they're both guilty. What do we do to both of them? I'll agree with you. I'm
3: not saying they're both guilty because here's how this works. There's four people that are there. There are four people that are responsible for the for the. security of the Capitol building it's the it's the sergeant in arms in the house the sergeant in arms in the Senate and there's two people from the Capitol Police those four people are responsible for the security of the Capitol building
2: but who do they report the, to Tom they Nancy report Pelosi,
3: Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell have absolutely nothing to do with the day-to-day operation of Of the security of the Capitol building. Absolutely nothing.
2: But they report to congressional committees.
3: People can go to them and say, hey, I think we have a problem here. They can do that.
1: Okay. Well, that's fine. And the only thing that I did and Joe somewhat agreed was that you take a look at any culpability that anybody may have, whether it was day to day or whether it was systematic or whether it was in the mission, authoring of the mission statement or setting up the communications. If Nancy or Mitch McConnell had important roles that related to capital security and you have a breach of capital security, uh, they should have an opportunity to be heard from, to talk about where the, uh, you know, where the openings are, where their weaknesses are that's all that's the only thing we've ever advocated well
3: but you know what if if donald trump had not run for president and been the president none of this would have ever happened none of it because when he ran in 2016 before the election was even over he said if i don't win there's corruption he said that in 2016 but then he won he surprised himself and he won so then he kept his mouth shut. Now, if you go around to 2020, guess what he does again? If I don't win this thing, there's corruption. And if, if he would not have been the president, if he would have never run for president, none of this would have ever happened.
2: <laughs> and if George none Washington had been a different person, he would have been a king and not a president. Well, right. but,
3: <laughs> I mean, you got to blame him. And another thing would was have, he have won the right. They keep blaming the Black Lives Matter. The Black Lives Matter, they're breaking into stores and they're stealing TV sets and they're rolling over cars and setting them on fire. But guess whose fault that is? Donald, that's the Black Lives Matter's problem. Donald Trump. But, but no, it's, it's, they say it's Black Lives Matter is the one that's doing it. Okay. They're blaming Black Lives Matter for all these riots and stuff.
2: Actually, okay, they're also well, blaming then, Antifa.
3: Okay, well then, when their people... Break into the Capitol building and destroy the cap. You know there was a million and a half, a million and a half dollars damage to the Capitol building mm. from this riot.
1: Oh, more than that.
3: So, but the, when that happens, mm. but when that happens, it's not their people that's fault. It's the it's the police. Now it's the police's fault and it's Nancy Pelosi's fault. You know, you can't have it both way,
2: people. Nobody said it was Nancy Pelosi's fault, but Nancy yeah, Pelosi, yes, did. Everybody's Nancy Pelosi bears a certain. everybody has been blaming it on Nancy Pelosi. Oh. She bears. Wrong, everybody's as wrong as then.
1: Nancy we'll <laughs> stipulate.
2: That's she, fine. Bears, she bears a certain amount of responsibility, as does everybody and, else and in and the so government. Does,
3: and so does Ms. McConnell. I'm, not arguing, I'm not
2: arguing that with you. The The point is that the people in leadership are the ones who failed. They didn't put in place the well, systems yes, necessary yes, to they protect did us. And
3: the. And the people failed that voted for Donald Trump because if Donald Trump <laughs> would have never been president or ran for president, none of this would have ever happened. No, I think none it's
2: Barack it. Obama's fault if he hadn't been such a liberal president, the country wouldn't have gone for it's such a George conservative president. It's George W.
1: Bush's, Bush's fault because he was president. I you say know, it's okay, Bill
3: Clinton's now you fault. You're trying to switch it around. Now you're, to, <laughs> now you're trying to
2: now you're trying to dodge it. <laughs> okay, Tom, Tom thank right, you. You s- know it's Bill Clinton's That's all fault.
3: I have to say. Nope. Thank hey, you so much Tom, for calling in. Your call very you know, much. Know, Tom makes a,
2: a good point. You know, if we're going to blame Nancy Pelosi, you got to blame Mitch McConnell too because they both do supervise sergeants-at-arms, but wasn't the majority of the attack on the House side rather than the Senate side? Uh, well, I would not was s- it say so. Divided. They certainly
1: got, well, they got into the Senate I don't remember hearing that reporting. Yeah, yeah they our, got into the Senate yeah, chamber. Yeah, but they were actually
2: in Nancy Pelosi's office and took her computer.
1: Right, but uh, I think they got in some Senate offices, too. That's where that good officer uh, pulled some of the rogue protesters up into a area where they were captured. So that was on the Senate side. But, yeah, to be continued. Well, and I think, uh, and and Howie, Howie Kurtz really lays it out accurately here, that you just have a real failure of leadership now. You know, whatever happened then, nothing has changed in leadership that will prevent this from happening again. The same setup of communication, the same individuals are in leadership, although some of that has changed, but uh, it's still the same systems that they're being... Deployed. Plus, you could argue that the, we're more vulnerable now because we've had uh, some transitions of some of these key leaders. Some of these folks uh, s- resigned shortly after this, Capitol Police Chief, right. for example. So you have a transition of leadership, which doesn't help smooth communication either. But
2: Tom and people like Tom want to pin it all on President Trump's speech, which mm. empirically can be shown to have started uh, and finished the people were already there. They were doing something, and they didn't even hear him speaking at the time. But I think what's interesting, according to the report, Capital, and this, again, is from Howie Kurtz's column, according to the report, Capitol Police Intel officials knew as early as December 21st that some protesters planned to come with guns and were sharing maps of the dome building online and discussing the various entry points. But that info was shared with only top commanders and went unmentioned in later security assessments on December 23rd and December 24th, 30th, rather. A January 3rd report spoke only of the possibility that the protesters may be inclined to become violent. So all this was out here. It wasn't Donald Trump's speech. Whether Donald Trump bears the ultimate responsibility for even encouraging people to come to the Capitol that day, I think is a fair point to debate. But, you know, obviously the the officials, the people in charge, had some indication there was going to be a problem, and they failed to take the necessary steps to stop it.
1: We'd love to hear from you. We got one email related to this topic. We'll read that on the radio shortly. You can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM, and you can call us one 800 we are talking about failures of communication and failures of leadership that contributed and allowed the riot to take place rather than have adequate police in place when some of these uh, warring factions got to the Capitol. They were not uh, deployed. Police were not deployed in greater numbers there. And uh, subsequently, uh, to great injury, hundreds of people hurt uh, on the law enforcement side. And one person was shot by a, a person inside the U.S. Capitol. So one of the rioters did die in this whole process. So what's your view on this, this new report that's out that really outlines uh, bipartisan failure failures in Washington, D.C. What's your view on this? Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565 795 9565 News Radio 1070 WKOK and the On The Mark Show I invite you to do what I did. Go to sunburymotors.com First of all, look at the inventory of Ford, Hyundai, and Kia automobiles that they got on the website that you can look at. And of course, you can look at all the pre-owned vehicles, too. And then we decided well, the precise This odd, quirky collection of uh, strange accoutrements that I would want in my vehicle, like the eight-foot bed and the sunroof and two rows of seats and uh, power rear window and heated seats. It has to have leather seats. I'll never sit on cloth again as long as we both shall live. And uh, that was an odd bird. Plus, it had to be antimatter blue with a dark interior. (laughs) And guess what? We had to order that particular vehicle, so we did. We ordered some other F-150s while we were at it, and we can buy one of those, or you can buy one of them when they come in. But uh, again, we invite you to do what you can, what uh, what I've done. Let's look at the inventory. They don't have quite as many F-150s on the lot right now because of the superconductor shortage. But soon, abundant vehicles will be back, and then you'll get to do exactly buy a new truck the way I did it, or the way I'm doing it, and that's to first look online, see. If they got it, if not, order it. Talk to Kyle or uh, Ernie or whomever it takes at the shop to make sure that the Sunbury Motor Company is given an opportunity to super serve you. Volume dealership, you'll do better because you'll save money. And they can take care of absolutely anything that relates to your vehicle at the Sunbury Motor Company. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. I, I say Nancy Pelosi was almost completely responsible for the Capitol riot. And uh, Joe says she bears perhaps some responsibility. Others say it was President Biden all the way, uh, or President Biden, President Trump all the way uh, with the most responsibility. What's your view? Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Joe, the emails, if you don't mind, real No, quick.
2: I don't mind. Uh, while we do, uh, we don't learn from history, there's even a history of blame and where it began. I was talking to a young girl over the weekend, and she said we don't learn anything about history. She was only 13. And she said, all the history I know, my dad told me. Therein lies the problem. The immigrants and the younger people of today cannot relate to American history. I I can't dispute that. I mean, I I don't... I don't know why they don't teach history as history anymore. It's usually all intertwined with social studies, okay. which is not it relates to history, but it's not history. It's not the same thing. No, and really, we need we need kids to understand it in all of its unvarnished uh, reality. Oh, we well, need people to know about uh,
1: the Tulsa massacre, but uh, <laughs> that was completely that omitted. Taught. Sure, it needs to from be the taught. history books, and uh, you know, nowadays John Kennedy might have a different image in history books but back then he was a, a unvarnished or a varnished hero you know there just wasn't anything negative about anything he did or said or
2: well that was because of the media they were complicit in covering everything up well this was history books as i recall so i was a big fan of him, you know reading about pt-109 and all that because uh, the
1: history books portrayed everything he did as saintly
2: well and jimmy dean had a hit song PT-109. right. one more email. Now it's in the lower right right. hand. It says, hey Tom, spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Please take your medicine. If Sippy Cup Joe wouldn't be president, we wouldn't have problems at the border. Well,
1: yeah, you can say that about anything superlative or bad about any of the presidents. If they weren't president, maybe that wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have Obamacare without President Obama. We certainly wouldn't have a catchy name for it. You think that's catchy, do you? You know, if a different president was in when George, uh, W. Bush was in, you know, would somehow they have pieced together the things that we knew prior to 9-11, if somebody else was leading uh, what went went on to become the Homeland Security Department well, bear pieces. Bear in mind
2: that, that every time we've had a disaster, it always emerges that these agencies don't talk to each other. The FBI zealously guards what it learns. And, of course, the CIA is not supposed to spy in America. So if they learn something about what might happen here in the country from overseas, what do they do with it? It. They sit on it, or they pass it on well, to the FBI. To pass it along. I mean, there, somebody in Washington should get a handle on this. But I, I here's a, a story from the Washington Post. The former chief of the U.S. Capitol Police said security officials at the House and the Senate rebuffed his early request to call in the National Guard ahead of the demonstration in support of President Trump that turned into that attack on Congress. Former Chief Stephen Sund, who resigned his post after Nancy Pelosi called on him to step down, made the assertion in an interview in the Washington Post. Sund contradicts claims made by officials after the assault on the Capitol Hill. Sund's superior said previously that the National Guard and other additional security support could have been provided, but no one at the Capitol requested it. Sund told the Post that House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul Irving was concerned with the optics of declaring an emergency ahead of the protests and rejected a National Guard presence. He says Senate Sergeant-at-Arms Michael Stringer recommended that the informally requested Guard be ready in case it was needed to maintain security. Hmm. So the House of Arms of the Senate, which was Mitch McConnell's, was ready to do it, but the one in the House, Hmm. which was Nancy Pelosi's, wasn't. Here we go. According to this guy. According to this guy. So. Well and I think uh, and you know
1: how they lie <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing when you think how uh, well we, we talk about what would have happened, or what couldn't have happened, or what would not have happened if different presidents were in? What if uh, George W. Bush wasn't president and uh, 9/11 happened, and he didn't go overboard on homeland security and spying on everybody you know around the world, and the U.S. and snail mail and email and all the different things he did? You know, I think he went overboard with the Patriot Act, but you know that's an argument we have often on this show, or, or at least we have had on occasion around here. But if a different president was in and didn't impose uh, didn't participate in imposing ultra-strict uh, security measures afterward, would we have more attacks? I think the answer is yes, we would have had more attacks.
2: And if Calvin Coolidge had been a different president and reigned in Wall Street, we might have not have had the Great Depression. So there are a lot of what-ifs in history, a lot of them. Well, if Truman were aggressive and mean and nasty and vindictive, we'd have been in
1: World War One a lot faster. Truman? No, not Truman. Um, <laughs> I can hardly think of who you might (laughs) mean. Okay, I'll tell you after the show. You're after the break. This is WKOK Sunbury.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across me. And boy, he is diametrically opposed to everything I'm trying to say today. We both agree that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell all have some culpability as it related to the Capitol riot and that there was a failure of communication among the federal agencies and that President Trump probably has some culpability for whooping up the... crow. Well, I guess we're not opposed to each other on those particular no, we're topics, not but anyway, okay. Well, anyway, we would like you to weigh in on that. We got nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at ontheMarketWKOK.com and text us at seven zero two three six. Put OTM as the first few characters of your text message for that to come through. So we appreciate that. We do have some very brief news headlines here. A portion of Route eight ninety, if PennDOT's own schedule is closed right now and will be until. 6 p.m. to allow crews to repair the center line of the highway at various spots, so from 9 to 6, uh, Route 890, blocked from Route 61 to Brush Valley Road. Seal and School School District had a superlative year in many ways, despite the pandemic and the issues that were presented. Superintendent Dr. Frank Jankowski talked to us on the news line and says, believe it or not, Seal pride was a big factor and helped a lot of students navigate the challenges of of online learning, knowing that they were going to keep doing well for themselves, but they knew the district was coping with the same issues, too.
5: The in-person learning for the majority of the student population is generally most effective because it builds in a lot of that collegial camaraderie with their peers, and it also creates that extra sense of needing to perform when you're around other people.
1: You can hear his full interview on the WDKOK podcast page. Pennsylvania reporting fewer than 500 new cases of COVID-19. That's the first time that's happened in a year as the pandemic is winding down, but not over, obviously. Evangelical committed. Hospital's Director of Critical Care, Kelly Solomon, led a tour for reporters through the new critical care unit yesterday. She says some of the changes they did uh, were done during the pandemic and were influenced by coronavirus.
5: Going through COVID, we learned a lot as well. Our space was incredibly taxed where we were, and so we were able to see what things we could do in the future to better accommodate our patients, The listening to what our patients and families have told us in the
6: past.
1: We have lots more about that story at WDKOK.com, including some photographs. I got to participate in that tour. Very interesting. Pennsylvania's House of Representatives voted along party lines Tuesday to put an end to the governor's pandemic disaster emergency declaration less than a month after voters dramatically expanded the lawmakers' powers to control such declarations. The 113 to 90 vote sent the Republican pendent measure over to the Senate, where GOP also holds a substantial majority. If it passes the Senate, Governor Tom Wolf emergency declaration, extended since March of 2020, would expire as soon as the state's May 18th primary election results are fully certified. Quote, the people have spoken, unquote, says the House Majority Leader Kerry Benninghoff of Center County after the vote. That that's why it went to referendum, unquote. WDKOK News Time. It is now coming up on 910. We go back to open phones on WDKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. Call us now, one 800 Seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. This is, let's see, we've been talking about uh, the uh, U.S. Senate report that is very uh, indicting of the Homeland Security agencies, the various ones, including the FBI and other agencies for not communicating prior to the January 6th riot, and also a failure of leadership, communication, direction, mission, equipment, and training. But other than that, they handled it pretty (laughs) well. Everything was good other than that, right? Oh, yeah. What is it, <laughs> Mrs. Lincoln? Other than that, how was the, how was just, the how play, was, right? one 800 <laughs> The president I was thinking of was Woodrow Wilson. If he'd been a real hawk, we'd have been in World War One sooner.
2: No. He if well, yeah, we would have been in World War One sooner, but if Woodrow Wilson had been a different kind of guy, if he had stood up to Lloyd George and Harold Clemenceau or Clemenceau rather, we might not have had World War two because he would have stood up to them and told them not to be so harsh on the Germans. Afterward, With the Versailles have, Treaty. So less
1: Springbeck, okay, and less Hitler. All 800 And then that
2: little kid in New Jersey wouldn't have gotten into trouble, and the teacher wouldn't have been suspended, and the principal wouldn't have been suspended. Oh, it all <laughs> comes all the way back. Right, it's all, all Woodrow Wilson's fault. <laughs> it all relates to
1: Tenafly, New Jersey. Right. Chris, you're on the mark.
6: Yeah, I was trying to get to the difference between who, who's at fault and who could have done better But the other day about uh, the mm. Capitol Hill situation, but really the fault lies on the demonstrators and who uh, organized them, for the most part.
1: mm mm-hmm. yep. Yeah.
6: And the others are just, uh, well, it could have uh, not happened if they uh, had more armed people there. Of course... Nobody really likes having armed people having to protect the uh, buildings from uh, from a crowd. The optics are bad on that. And that's always a consideration, politically speaking.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: True. Uh,
6: but but you know, Trump reorganized a lot of military and defense and intelligence things after he lost the election he appointed strange people shall we say to some of the jobs and really why why would, we should, would one be doing that after the election with your lame duck session of presidency hmm. and that raised some questions at the time as I mentioned yesterday one of the people he put in was Flynn's brother Michael Flynn's brother and he was put in charge of responding of, of I think it was allowing the, 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 the determining whether the National Guard should, should go to the, the Capitol to protect the Capitol when requests came in they had to go through him and there was a big delay when that happened so that's one thing that needs looking into. Trump's connections with people who were in connection with the organizers needs to be looked into. Roger Stone being prime among them. He was there with a, uh, his. He was there at the demonstration with uh, the Proud Boys being his bodyguards. I believe it was.
2: Chris, may I ask you one question? What, what, And I'm serious about this. What do you think is the the major thing they should be investigating, the political involvement of it or the failure of people and systems already in place to respond?
6: I think they have to do both. Why? But...
2: Why, which one? Well, I mean, the one could possibly lead to criminal charges. That would be a criminal investigation, not necessarily a congressional investigation, in my opinion. But the other one, the systemic failure, and I I think it was a systemic failure of the intelligence agencies to do what needed to be done to make sure that the Capitol was kept safe. They knew they had the intelligence, they just didn't act on it.
6: Well, it's. Who had the intelligence of when is a matter of things, and whose priorities were who, and who uh, tried to discourage things and who didn't has to do with that. And that sort of retroactive uh, Monday quarter ba- morning quarterbacking, and sometimes it's justified and sometimes it isn't. Well, the whole and thing is money out and looked into. The whole thing but is Monday morning who actually, quarterbacking. Who actually? Uh, Uh, organized or helped organize or spurred or might have helped people involved and whether they did so knowingly is pretty important too, I would think. In fact, it's very important because it's stuff you wouldn't necessarily even find out from the the, uh, uh, criminal prosecutions of people who were actually in the building. You might not find out how they came to be there and why and there the, the, some of the police themselves the Capitol Police themselves seemed friendly with the demonstrators and some knew some of them apparently and some of the officers thought was, weren't quite sure whether they could trust their own brother officers they said at the time and that needs looking into.
2: Trust them and to whether do. Uh,
6: there are also some of them
2: may have been Trump supporters.
6: About, uh, an increase in tours of the Senate building led by Republicans when they've been shut down from doing that because of COVID. So it was rare that that was happening anymore. And that happened right the day or two before the 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 riot too. And whether anything was going on there—that needs to be looked into,
1: or if it was just coincidence—and
6: and those are things you won't find out from a criminal investigation alone. Well take That's a look—you've you've, you've got to get people under oath. And testifying okay. about well, here, here's, you want to find out what really happened.
2: I don't mean to deflect, but I, I just want to compare the two. The, really, the, the oh, port- it's just actually. Now let me finish not. the Portland, the Portland riots. <laughs> those people came with Molotov cocktails. They came with weapons. They came prepared to be gassed and to be harmed in some way. And they came prepared to do battle with the police and the authorities. I think you can make a pretty good argument that the people that went to Washington weren't in that capability. They didn't come armed. They didn't come with weapons. They, you know, granted, they threw flags and, and things that they had with them, but they didn't come specifically armed to do an insurrection, if you will. And I think there's the difference. I think that, that the criminality, if there is any, was, I think, based on individuals rather than on a, an organized effort to get people to misbehave. Uh,
6: the criminals were organized. You could see that from the, the groups that were marching around in paramilitary clothes. Right? That right. doesn't
2: make you an, an anarchist. And, and
6: somebody, uh, and if they were getting uh, inside information, or if they were getting extra information from uh, people inside the, the building, whether they were representatives or Capitol Police or whatever, they do have on film uh, in the state of Oregon where uh, a state senator or representative. Uh, let in uh, people of that elk ilk into the, into the Oregon Capitol building that also tried to cause trouble.
2: I did see that story. Okay, Chris, and, we, we got another call. So we... it's,
6: it, it's not unimaginable that some of that happened here and some of the reports seem to indicate something like that the day or before. okay. the the thing, and that that needs investigating. And Until then, we won't really know, will we, unless we get some people under oath and and have an investigation.
2: Okay, Chris. Hey, listen, we have another call. We've got to move on, but thank you for your comments. Always appreciate them, Chris. Take care. 1-800-795-9565 is
1: our telephone number. Email us at onthemarket wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We're talking about the January 6th riot and uh, failures of of leadership who's most responsible and uh, how we're going to prevent this from happening in the future we'll be right back Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Email on the mark at com. Text at 70236. We're talking about who's most responsible for the... Uh, uh, the uh uh, insurrection, a riot, the riot at the Capitol. I guess it wasn't a real insurrection, but it certainly was a big riot. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. And Mike um, from Bloomsburg Mike is, is next. From standing
2: by. Mike, you're on the mark.
5: Yeah, I want to correct Mark. Uh, I think it was a mostly peaceful protest at the uh, Capitol building, as opposed to a riot or anything like that. I and mean, let's let's use the terms that the Democrat left uses when they want to downplay something. You agree?
1: Yeah, that's fine. And who was most culpable? That's what we're focusing on today.
5: Well, let, let's look at who was most culpable. Number 1, the the big bone of contention right now is the Republicans don't want to have an investigation, okay? And the Democrats are trying to use that against them, to hammer them and, you know, gain the voters' confidence. But I have to look at it a little bit differently. I have to say to myself, let's go back and look at the Democrats investigation of Donald Trump. They used a document that was uh, eventually proven false. They uh, used an FBI that uh, falsified documents to renew that investigation. And then we know that prior to the uh, mostly peaceful protest at the Capitol building, the FBI was aware that there were some serious issues to the point where they actually went out into the field and talked to people prior to the event and said, hey, I don't think it's a good idea if you come here. And then once it happened, the FBI stated to the general public, we didn't know anything about this. This was, you know, it just happened, right? So my question is this. Why should I trust anything that comes out of Washington, D.C., especially from the Democrats, when we have a proven track record like that?
2: Good point. Yep,
1: that's fine. That's okay. As long as we find out that uh, where the failures were, I don't really care what the conclusion is. I mean, this commission—if that that, commission—that you know was supposedly not bipartisan and would have been time to uh, point fingers at Republicans prior to the twenty twenty-two, if any, even that is remotely true, let's you know skip that. Let's not do that. But I think the bottom line is we can't have protesters, or tourists, we'll call them tourists, uh, coming into the Capitol, smashing their way through the windows and doors, one of them getting shot in the process and trying to take over the Senate and discharging fire extinguishers and breaking into individual offices and, you know, um, you know, causing all kinds of damage. Uh, we can't have that. So, I, you know, I couldn't possibly care less how we make sure that that never happens again. Uh, why, how you can prevent failures of communications between the top intelligence agencies in the u.s seems like it would be easy to do same way you do it anywhere else you communicate so yeah i'd be satisfied with any outcome or any right, well, method
5: I, I, i'm going to agree with you here but to me the main focus is why what why did it happen not necessarily uh you know the grassroots people in the field that may have organized or whatever but with the knowledge that there was a problem where was the failure to protect that facility that is my question what, you know we can't be banging Trump supporters we can't be banging Trump we need to the root cause was where was the failure that essentially allowed this thing to spiral out of control and that would be my number one priority, trying to live in a civil society that's basically, you know, organized by government structures. There was a failure. It wasn't a failure that people were angry and upset. It was a failure of that. And, and furthermore, I believe that, you know, the media bears a lot of uh, culpability in there because they were the ones... It worked hand-in-hand hand with the Democrats throughout 2020 to get their narratives out and to spin, and even before that to spin some of these fairy tales about Donald Trump and pump people up. So, you know, to me, the fingers that need to be pointed at are the media and they need to be pointed at the people that allowed that place to be unprotected when they knew there was a threat. And then finally, the last thing I'm going to say is when you go back and look at the last five to five and a half years, There were two groups that really wanted to get rid of Donald Trump, that hated him. Number one, the Chinese government, and number two, the Democrat Party. And you know what? You know, I'm not a lawyer, but I I, I like to listen to these guys on TV that are a lawyer, and they always go through about the means, motive, and opportunity. Okay, two groups that hated Trump, the Democrats and China. You know what? Let's start looking at this pandemic and how it was handled from those two points of uh, view about who benefited the most from it if we want to have a real investigation. Basically, the bottom line, what I'm telling you is I don't really trust just uh, – and you know what? I'm, a, I'm an average guy, and I have a lot of average guy friends. And you know what? They're just like me now. They've gotten to the point where they don't trust a darn thing that comes out of Washington, D.C., and until that gets rectified, I think things are just going to keep on going downhill.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for the Thanks, call. Thanks, Mike.
2: Appreciate your comments. A lot of sense.
1: Uh, all your remarks. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Al's standing by. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark.
8: Morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, what would a real insurrection look like, a, a real armed insurrection look like? He mentioned Portland's, where they came prepared, but they didn't announce that. They didn't announce that, so it would... Probably be somewhat of a surprise, unless they, you know, gathered some intelligence on it. If they wanted to have an insurrection of the U.S. Capitol, first thing you would want is an element of surprise, wouldn't you?
1: Well, perhaps, and but I think the the issue in Portland is that I don't think those individuals were there so that they could kill the vice president or take over the U.S. I mean, they definitely had chaos in mind. There's That much is plainly obvious. But I don't think they wanted—they didn't have a plan or they weren't angry about, uh, you know, some massive injustice that they feel that, felt that had happened within the U.S. government. But don't
2: and, you feel that if they had actually intended to get, capture the vice president or harm him, they would have come better prepared? Paired. Well, I, I think... That's what I'm asking.
1: Okay, know. yeah, maybe they're... You brought they, up
8: Portland.
1: Absolutely. So they were only half insurrecti, insurrectable. But they
8: were armed, number one.
1: Right, no, I'm aware of that. I, I'm familiar with the they, whole thing. They
8: probably wouldn't do with uh, all, all those supporters there. They probably wouldn't want a bunch of innocent people being hurt. So, you know, what they would probably do is have different waves. And... and uh, disrupt the communications disrupt the transportation the road system uh i think if we were serious we the people about having a real insurrection we would have a real insurrection and and the reason that might happen is because they took coronavirus and they made a, a, an election a presidential election for the anonymous anonymies that just can't be explained, and they don't want to look into the computers. They don't want to look into that.
1: <laughs> right, the and election was stolen.
8: Abandoning people from talking about it, and they're they're saying people that don't have faith in our election. Well,
2: but, you you brought up the big lie, Al. So we're suspending you from privileges on this program exactly. for six months. The big lie is what <laughs> Two years? Rest. No, for life.
8: That's what caused the insurrection. The big lie. People are just tired of it, and there's no justice. The Democrats seem to get away with everything. And then I'm going to add one more thing that Joseph said, I think. It's the deep state. The Republicans and Democrats alike, for the past five years, they want to jump out of there in the worst kind of way because he's just an average guy that is sick of the way Washington is run with a bunch of... Oh my God. Just your
2: average billionaire real estate developer from New York, just sex, one of the guys. Yeah, sexual assaulting he got, buffoon.
8: He got out there with the guys that got their hands dirty. He built stuff. He knows how to bring things from the ground up, and he proved it
4: his whole life.
1: All right, okay. we got you, Al. All right, thank you so much, sir. That Thanks for calling in. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take a quickie break. Uh, we have uh, one email that relates to this. Joe, 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 are we forgetting about the bombs at the Republican and Democratic headquarters?
2: Which were placed, according to all their sources, the night before, and they have no indication who placed them. Right. They could have been done by the left wingers who were hoping to disrupt the, uh, the the president's event the next day.
1: Could have been done by the FBI trying to withdraw to draw attention
2: away from the uh, war that was about to happen at the U.S. Capitol. Possibly. Let's have some other. Let's get QAnon on the line and see how they feel <laughs> Q- about it. I don't think you can call them. <laughs> no. They have an anonymous phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a smart move on
1: their part. Uh, it's no wonder they've disbanded. They fell apart. They couldn't contact each other to <laughs> organize. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Call in now 1-800. We're talking about uh, the uh, U.S. Capitol riot on January 6th and uh, things that led up to it. One of our good listeners says media plays a role. Of course, the 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 atmosphere that led to the entire riot was the uh, sharp, divided abyss that we have into in the U.S. that's probably going to crumble the entire republic before uh, all this is said and done. And so so that was part of it. Of course, the lie, one of our listeners just called about the lies, this idea that uh, uh, President uh, Trump repeatedly said that the election was stolen. So that was the big lie that contributed to this. And of course, to this very day, we have a lot of Trump supporters, and we have people who are very upset about Trump supporters when they see their Trump flag flying all over the place. Now the Trump flag... Flags are a little faded, but they're
2: still out there. One Now we have a New York Times editorial board member who was freaked out because she, she saw people out. flying American flags. <laughs> thought it was terrible. Stay away f- from. Uh, we'll touch on that when we come back. Stay away from Union County if you don't want
1: to see a Trump flag flying. That's the most and then the second American
2: flags we're talking about here.
1: Oh, oh, that one. I thought you meant the Trump flags. No. Okay. Well, no, they're good. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. year view on all this? Call us now. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show, On The Mark. Mark Lawrence here. Joe's there. Rob's there. Callers waiting. Emails pending. Email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Call us up 1-800-795-9565. we are talking about the January 6th riot and what led to it in the nation in general has kind of been broadened and, of course, what led to waiting two hours and 12 minutes for the first outside police agency to assist the Capitol Police and the Washington D.C. Police to uh, to uh, quell the ins well not the insurrection but the riot that was there one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five We'll start out with Lance, who's been waiting. Good morning, sir. Go right ahead. You're on the mark.
7: Okay. Well, you know, the culpability for that whole mess rests squarely with the individuals who did the rioting. I mean, end of story. I you have a choice as to how to respond as to
1: how you feel. Can you speak up please?
7: Okay. Um everyone has a choice as to how you respond to your feelings. And those folks chose to riot like that. I mean chose to smash things and do that. That never does any good. It doesn't. If you look like well NRA always been a, a great you know force for the cause and uh and you're actually they have sort of a course it's like what well, it he was a little pamphlet years back and it tells you how to go to talk to your congressman you know you should really dress up in a suit and tell him how all these laws would affect you and then how to write a good letter now what they held over the folks, of course, was a conservative voting block that was organized. That was, that was it. That's the way you do business, and that is what succeeds, not this. I was minded here. Well, matter of fact, he, he called me right in the middle of the show, and uh, he said, Now, you remember when we were down in Washington, D.C. in 1994 on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial? And this fellow said he talked to a um, Park Service policeman. Now, this guy was there, and uh, anyway, he was too early attending the rally on company time is what it amounted to. So he asked him about it. He said, well, you know, basically, you got the riot squad all ready to go. And he said, the guy laughed. He says, the only thing we have ready to go here for you folks he says, is we sort of doubled the EMTs. I didn't call them that back then, I don't think. But anyway, the folks that were first responders, in case one of you older men... I wasn't old at the time, but as a coronary, you know, it's a, it's a warm, honest, that's what that's my funny. buddy said, the guy said. Well,
1: nobody's saying that the, the individuals who rioted and trespassed and, you know, did all this stuff aren't uh, worthy of arrest and so on and charge. Hundreds of them have been. But the question is, were there any failures of leadership or forewarning to tell them that they were coming? That's what we're looking at.
7: Okay, now here is the deal they, or the powers that you're talking about there, you know, over the uh, police, didn't think that that side was capable of doing something like that. Because heretofore, we never had any kind of rioting or anything like that. We always were trying to really work within the system. I mean, how many Trump riots did you ever see? Uh, If we talk the one up there at the airport here in our area, That was not a riot, and neither were any of the others. Super enthusiastic and crazy, but nobody destroyed anything, and up till then, nothing had. So these folks didn't want to look like a fool with the whole militia squad out there when, uh, and we weren't really capable of it. It's sort of like, in Italy, the intelligence organization picks up rumors that the Pope and the Cardinals have organized a coup against the government.
1: Right, that's a good point.
7: Now that would be laughed off, wouldn't it?
1: Right, but I, I think what it seems, since hindsight's 2020, particularly mine, um, since we know that the you know the, the the attitude of the people at the Williamsport Regional Airport was significantly different than the uh, QAnon and Oath Keepers and uh, the rest of the organized groups that went to uh, that have been uh, f- working for the president or helping you know were presidential supporters, and that we know that the the Stop the Steal uh, lie had been. You know, perpetrated vocally by President Trump over and over. So I think the key is that you have to look at an intelligence agency and say, okay, well, what is what has happened since you had that wonderful uh, campaign rally at the Williamsport Regional Airport? What has happened since then? Well, you know, what is the current lay of the land? Not what happened months ago.
7: Yeah, well, I guess that uh, has validity. But when you said oath keepers. I had to laugh. I went to an oath keepers picnic. Okay, whole families were there, and it was at the Four H picnic grounds. Okay, yeah. So you know, a lot of this stuff is overplayed. It has, I mean, just from my own observation, as far as I can see
1: it. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for calling in.
7: You bet. I appreciate, appreciate your that. comments.
1: 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. You can email us at onthemarkat.com and text us at 70236. I guess uh, a better question to ask would be, how can we prevent uh, the January 6th riot from happening again? Uh, is there anything oh, you that- sure. Don't steal the election. Oh, <laughs> oh silly me. <laughs> right. Don't have President Trump involved. Yeah, if we didn't have Trump involved, we wouldn't have had a riot. Thank heaven. All right. 1-800-795-9565. One call coming in. One is ready to go. Dick from Milton, thanks for calling in, sir.
9: Okay, I'm going to make this relatively quickly. In 1961, when I went into the service, I was an Army intelligence agent in South, Southeast Asia, Okinawa, Thailand, and Taiwan. And the thing that bothers me about about when people blame intelligence, they actually a lot of times you can give them the best intelligence in in the world, but it, but as it goes up the chain of command, sometimes they lose a little bit, or sometimes they just don't even pay attention to it. That's That's part of the issue in a lot of cases, that they only hear what they want to hear as it goes up the, as it goes up the chain of command. And I think that's a lot of what happened down in Washington. The people that got the intelligence, as good as it was or as good as it probably was, they only, only listened to what they wanted to hear. I think the same thing happened in 9 one and at Pearl Harbor. Sometimes you can give them the best stuff, and they only listen to what they want to hear.
2: Hmm. Isn't it possible, too, Dick, that they, that they realize the actions they would have to take if it turns out not to be as serious as, as it was reported to be would make them look foolish or make them, um, you know, appear to be alarmist when they really didn't need to be?
9: Well, I guess my question is, then, why even ask for intelligence if you don't want to hear it? Oh, you're
2: right. I agree with you completely. Yeah, so you're not going you to use it.
9: You know, My hmm. point being is that this could go on and on and on, and, and, and they always look for a scapegoat. And, and every time when 911 happened, it was either a lack of intelligence or bad intelligence. In Iraq and Afghanistan, at times when something bad happened, it was either a lack of intelligence or bad intelligence. You can actually listen to this all the time. And it's going on forever. And I'm just telling you, as somebody that did this, you know, as, a, as somewhat of a professional in the military, you can, you can give anybody the best intelligence that you have available, and sometimes they just don't even want to hear it.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
9: That's, and that's part of the issue. So then when something happens, they say, well, we didn't get the intelligence or, or it wasn't good intelligence or whatever. It, maybe it wasn't good to them, but it was actually good intelligence in the first place. I guess that's my point. And I just get a little bit miffed when somebody looks for a scapegoat, and it's easy to blame intelligence or lack of intelligence or bad intelligence. And in a lot of cases, it wasn't. Well, that's my issue with that. Part right. of this, we part of you. the Thank intelligence
2: you. here was very, very good. I mean, the, the, it was good intelligence, but people didn't act on it, and people they, who well, had that's the information—that is my point—don't right. want to
9: act because they don't necessarily, Not say, they don't believe it; they just don't want to listen to it.
2: Well, and sometimes that's, that's just common. Sometimes they don't share it with other agencies that could do something with it. So that's well, a I think this was
9: shared with the, with the police, and I mean, whether they shared it with each other, I can't tell you that. But that's not the favor. That's not the intent the fault of the people it provided intelligence.
2: True, true.
9: All right, so, thank to, you. So to, to keep blaming them is just stupid. I guess I take it rather personally, 60 years later. Hmm. Well, I don't and blame you. Should.
2: I don't blame you. Hey, thanks, Nick. We appreciate your comments, as always. Fine. All right. Take care. Chris, you get got another minute. Go right ahead.
6: Well, on the last call, uh, and, and sometimes like the Iraq war, it's because they had bad intelligence that they wanted to believe. Mm -hmm. But uh, to the thing about uh, the Trump uh, people being uh, peaceful and uh, and not rioting before, I agree with that, and that was probably part of the reason some people weren't too concerned. On the other hand, it did turn out pretty confirmably that this was one riot Trump wanted to happen. He was pleased with it. He wanted the count stopped. He was hoping it would be stopped for longer than it was. And about my previous comments about Mike Flynn, he advocated to have the military take over and not let, let the count happen. That's what he was advocating inside the White House. And then recently he just said that yeah you know, what happened in Myanmar wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad if it happened in the United States bring it on okay chris listen but your there, minute your ooh. minute's
2: up and we got to take a break we got to take our final break
1: but no. thank you Thanks Hello. for calling. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, good points. Great. All right. We'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. What was the root cause of the riot on January 6th? Was it the President's lies or uh, not uh, reacting quickly enough if you're in charge of security at the Capitol or using great intelligence that the FBI knew about but took no action? We're doing a root cause analysis of January 6th, and we'd love your input. 1-800-795-9565 is our Telephone number, one eight hundred, seven nine five. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, you have a uh, text in the upper right-hand corner.
2: Yes, this is our friend who has said this so many times before, (laughs) and we ought to just save it to save him from typing it again. It's totally clear the lawless, liar, and stupid, racist, and buffoon ex-President Trump caused the insurrection. He tried to make the USA like Russia. He lost T. (laughs) <laughs> Too many characters. <laughs> Too many characters. Yeah, we're limited to 140 yeah, characters. Once, so. once you get to 140, we're done with you at this point. <laughs> Our old program used to split them up, and you could write all day long. we just have to figure out how to piece it together. Read, read this email. We got it a couple weeks ago, and I, I'd hate to not read it at all. all. Right. The most egregious misuse, indeed illegal use, of the nonprofit status was exhibited by the Clintons and their foundation. Less than 10% went into anything resembling human services. Most of the revenue came from, the exorbitantly funded speeches from special interest groups who had a vested interest in the Clintons' role in our government. And then, even worse, Hillary raised millions from the deals with foreign governments as the Secretary of State, clearly a conflict of interest to any thinking person. The whole thing was a shameless and unethical pay-to-play scheme, and that's why it's been so quietly hidden since Hillary lost the election. All right. Are you sure this isn't from four or year, eight years ago? <laughs> <laughs> all right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone so let me, number. Let me tell you about this. New York Times editorial board member Mara Gay uh, was freaked out after leaving the safe, leafy enclave of New York and going all the way to Long Island. Do you know why? Because there are Trump voters there with flags. According to Gay, she was, quote, really very disturbed, unquote, by her visit. Quote, I saw, you know, dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with expletives against Joe Biden on the back of them, Trump flags, and in some cases, just dozens of American flags, which is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. This is my country. This is not your country. I own this. Gay was whining about what MSNBC called the Trump threat, and her goal was how to separate Americanness, America, from whiteness. So here we go again. Trump supporters are all racist. It's all about race. Everybody, anybody who votes Republican, they're racist. And this is a commentary, right? This is a member of the New York Times editorial board. Mm -hmm. So guess what? Why do you suppose the New York Times editorials are always so far left-leaning? And she's so offended by Trump flags. I don't know if you don't like them, don't read them.
1: Well, besides, they have lots of conservative commentators in the New York Times.
2: No, no, this is the editorial board. Not, not. This is the group that decides what the editorial position of the paper is going right. to be. Right now, I got you. But they have lots. Of, the voice, the paper is full of
1: many, many voices on all sides of important issues. But in any event, okay, so she's
2: upset. By, uh, bottom line, she's upset by Trump flags, right? No, America, American flags. She said, in some cases, dozens of American flags, which is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear this is my country, this is not your country, I own this. So anybody who flies an American flag is stating whiteness this is and my ownership country. of this country. I have an American flag, this therefore I own this country. This
1: is my country
2: land. Oh, you don't want me to sing that? Okay. No problem. No, I think if you want to make a fool of yourself, you go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's what That's what wrong saves the me the trouble. <laughs>
1: yeah, boy. All 800 don't you find
2: that disturbing? I mean, this is the kind of mindset well, these
1: people on the far left have. I don't left. find it disturbing. I think she's vocalizing what some other individuals feel also, and that's this idea is when you drive around, you see all these Trump flags, and then you see all these American flags that, uh, you know, it's... It, 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 the country's not really meant for everybody unless you're a flag-waving, you know, right way. What was wing, Trump's
2: message? Trump supporter. America first. And who has right. a, I don't have a problem with that. I believe America should be first. I believe right. American citizens should be treated better than people who are not, who are in this country illegally. I believe American citizens deserve the benefits of this society. You know, and, and I believe America should be placed first. And this is the greatest country and on I Earth. Don't, I, don't, I think people in Nigeria should believe their country should come first. People in Afghanistan should believe their country should come yeah, first.
1: People I know who travel say we are the only country that they've ever been to who, who where everybody is flag crazy around here. You know, we're flag crazy. We love to fly the flag everywhere So you have to anywhere. be crazy
2: to fly the flag? Is that what you're well, saying?
1: Uh, you're people, as bad as she is. People in other countries aren't <laughs> as flag crazy as we are. No, that's fine. I have two Flags in the front of my house. I'm Are flag the American crazy. flags? <laughs> <laughs> no, the cannabis flag and the rainbow flag. No, that's I got it from I the thought. Lieutenant Governor. <laughs> We're supporting his uh, uh, U.S. Senate campaign. No, I'm just kidding. There are two American flags. But, um, honest, I just think this, uh, She has a point. It is intimidating to some people when you see the Trump flag right
2: next to the American flag every place you go. So a Biden flag next to an American flag, should I be upset about that? Should I be offended because I saw (laughs) a Biden flag and an American flag. flag? I saw a picture of Joe Biden standing in front of American flags. I was offended.
1: No, this is, come on, to get back to what she's saying, this idea when you get to rural America and you see uh, Trump and, um, you know, is it also your America?
2: It's rural America that's the problem. I think she, didn't she go to Long she Island? She went to Long Island, hardly rural America. <laughs> yeah, that's not backcountry area. <laughs> no. so That's uh, not even flyover country. Do
1: you think the individuals uh, flying the flag would intend to send the message that the country's not for everybody unless you're a Trump supporter? Well,
2: I don't know what's in the heart of everybody driving a pickup right. truck. I mean, you have a pickup truck. How do I know what? in your heart. Have you I liked- have two American flags on my pickup truck. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, right behind the seats they they show from the back windows. You don't have them flying off the tailgate or right anything? No, now, okay. these are small. All right, small. so are you a, f- a nut of some sort? <laughs> you're, I know you're not a Trump supporter.
1: <laughs> well, he got elected. That's good for him. But... Uh, I, I just think that y- y- you have to try to understand what she's saying. That when you if, if you don't have a, a strong agreement with President Trump, then I think when you see all these Trump flags and American flags interspersed, you you get the message that people are trying to send. Uh, I think it's ob- understandable that you would get the message that people are trying to send that it is uh, not your country. That this is Trump country, and this is a, you know this particular America we're talking about isn't for you. But that's just my observation or my perception. But these are just perceptions. They may not even be based on reality. It could be that now that the uh, President Biden is in,
2: that maybe somebody does fly a Biden flag somewhere. I don't know where. That's not—that's re- really a Trump well, thing. Well, what about all the illegal aliens with their Trump, Mr. Biden, let me in t-shirts, which somebody <laughs> paid for? Listen, <laughs> right. the bottom line in this country thing. is if you want to fly the American flag, I think that's a sign of patriotism. Do you have a problem with somebody who believes that America is the greatest country on the face of this earth, and we're blessed to and lucky to live here i don't have a problem with that i believe that from the bottom of my heart and i, I don't have any problem displaying the american but they flag that we're the greatest country on earth yes in what way because we the promise we well, oh, the why, hope. OK. Well, why based else on would hope? other people be trying to come here? I mean, you have the people on the left saying, well, we're racist at 1619. We did everything based on slavery. We need reparations, you know, all this stuff. But that isn't the promise. The promise of this country is what makes it great and why so many people want to come here, even if they have to come here illegally.
1: Well, and I think your your comments is, is is exactly what makes my argument valid. The fact that we are able to have this argument and this discussion and to talk about flags and the fact that we do put a lot of weight on our flags. Read this email so that we don't lose the okay, opportunity.
2: Okay, here's a solution. Republicans, you take responsibility for January 6th. Democrats, you take responsibility for Black Lives Matter and all the riots. It's kind of like ripping government apart, isn't it? Let's keep doing Well, is Black Lives Matter a symptom of the nation being wholly separated? from Washington I don't on? think the basic premise... Or is it the disease? The basic premise of all these organizations is pretty good. Black Lives Matter was organized to make the point that, you know, police officers shouldn't be killing black people. That's a valid argument. Nobody I know of is going to argue about that. But if other people get in there and co-opt it or do something wrong as the result of it, it tends to tar the whole organization.
1: Was January 6th the symptom or the disease? We'll talk about this tomorrow. Joe's going out to buy two Trump flags and one American flag for his SUV. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WDK, OK Sunbury, WDK, OK News Time. It is now 10 a.m.